to another episode of Sleep Paralysis News. I'm Sheila Price Brooks, and I'm a PhD researcher and a sleep paralysis experiencer quite chronically for many, many years. I'm here with two guys here. I don't know if it's to my left and right, dependent upon your views, but I'm here with my co-host, Cyrus. And Cyrus is also a sleep paralysis experiencer and also, um, as I said, my co-host. He has a degree in psychology as well, and he's joining me today as we interview Chris. And Chris is also a long-standing experiencer of sleep paralysis. And I want to get straight in um, into his experience and his story of this phenomena. So Chris, talk us through what your experience is like. Well, it all began <laughs> when I was a kid. And you know, I don't even remember exactly when, but I had to have been probably, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years old. And it, it was something that would come, that would happen maybe twice a year. I mean, it was rare. And early on i had no clue what it was i had no idea what it was it scared the crap out of me and um you know i thought it obviously i thought it was something like supernatural you know something totally beyond my understanding you know even as a kid and, or just as, as anybody would but uh i i learned how to kind of get past it and i just kind of learned on my own um it, the harder I tried to to say something, to to utter a noise, a sound, because it was hard. You know, it's not easy because you're 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 numb. I mean, you're frozen. And but the harder I would try, and I could just get out of, uh, I mean, just anything. And then slowly, everything kind of starts to come back, and I would wake up, you know, just freaking out, man. Like, what was that? You know, afraid to go back to sleep, you know. And eventually, I would. And again, you know, it's twice a year you know it was so rare but over time over the years i kind of got used to it so it wasn't I, it always scared me always every single time but i kind of knew what it what i thought it was or it, i knew that i didn't know what it was <laughs> i just knew of its presence you know when it when it came around and uh, i just would do the same thing i always did and did that throughout my life and till i got to about 40 and uh, one night it, it started coming on. I was like, ah, you know, I know this. Ah, man, this again, you know. And I said, you know what? For once, I I'm curious. What, if, what would happen if I just went with the flow? Just did nothing. Did not try to wake up, you know. Yeah. And, and I will admit, at the time. I was going through some rough times. <laughs> there, there was a darkness looming around me already. So mm -hmm. I really didn't care. Because you get that feeling. It's like, man, what if I'm going to die? It feels like you're dying, you know, if, if anybody knows what that feels like. But that's what it feels like, you know. And I didn't care. So I just relaxed, just focused on my breathing. And, man, I went on a, I went on a ride. I went on a trip. And I kept going on trips for a couple of years after that. So would you compare that to lucid dreaming, if you know what that definition is? Or oh, yeah. astral projection, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so just, when it happened basically. to me, I was always 
I wasn't didn't have enough episodes to come to that conclusion. But yes, that feeling of trying to get out, I that is takes some courage to stay relaxed in that moment and say, okay, I'm gonna go with it because yeah. it, intuition is like panic like you can't right. even help it you got to go through that episode many times to have that mature mind to say okay it's happening again relax so that's pretty hard for you to do I, i'm not at that level where i'm like let me write this out i'm like no thank you <laughs> yeah i'm i'm with you because i'm not at that level either like i said i was in a dark place and i didn't care but right now i ain't in a dark place <laughs> and hey dude that whenever i get that feeling i'm just like you dude I'm right back where I started. And it's just because I get scared, man, because I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, we all are. We, no matter how tough we act, I'm telling you, that is, I've had some scary things happen in my life. And sleep paralysis, I don't care how tough you are as a man. Word up. The intuition of fear comes out of you. Show sure enough. So, you know, that, that was very humbling for me. Like, oh, okay, I am not. You know, the biggest, <laughs> baddest person in the world, because this stuff, you know, will scare anybody. But I think that, that you touched on something that we've um, been talking about a little bit. And you said that you were in a dark place. And I was kind of mentioning, you know, I'm recognizing out of all the stories that I hear that it, it kind of has to do with like a, the dark side of yourself or the sinful nature of yourself that is coming to life during sleep paralysis so if you have a lot of sin or your mind is very pessimistic and dark and you're dealing with depression the the demon you might see might be this big it might just be a big and that's a reflection of what is going on in your heart in your mind on a daily basis and maybe someone has a little slight episode of sleep paralysis maybe they've got just that little bit of sin or that little bit of darkness and depression and there's something about you know, us being in a dark place, because that's when I had my sleep process and the worst cases that I, episodes that I was having. It was I was at my darkest time of my life. And yeah, it was before I really became a Christian. So I was full of sin and I was unrepented and things of that nature. So I am noticing that this the sleep process demon is almost as just us. It's our sin. There he is. And you got to fight it. You got to you got to figure out what that sin is to clear it up in your own subconscious mind and heart. I, I hear what you're saying. I would like to take go back a bit, though, Chris, if that's all right, because and dig a bit deeper in terms of your experience. What what I mean, let's say you go to sleep normally. And then you wake up. And then what is it that would happen to you? What? Yes, you'd be paralyzed. But did you see anything? Did you hear anything? Did anything touch you? What What was that, that experience there? Yes. <laughs> to all of the above. Not at the same time. You know, it was over experiences and stuff. But, you know, the weirdest thing, like, when I was talking about it when I was a kid, you know, and I would get this, this whole thing, this feeling, something I always noticed ever since I was a kid, when I close my eyes to go to sleep, it's not just black, you know, I mean, it's black, it's dark, but I see like, like little dots, man, like 
billions of little dots and they're just shimmering just all around. And the more I focus on maybe a, a particular area, there'll be like one dot that I'll focus on. It'll get bright. And if I just keep focusing on it, it gets brighter and brighter. And then all that black starts to kind of like go in like waves. It's almost like, like when you drop black ink into water, that, you know, that, that, that shape, that texture, or even like black smoke, kind of like that. And the more I relax and focus on that dot, the faster and the stronger that wave gets. And that's when that sleep paralysis really kicks in, man. And I start getting numb. And you just get this feeling that you're about to go for a ride. And there's a threshold, I've learned. <laughs> there's a threshold, man, because you get to a certain point, you can still pull back, you know, and try to talk or move or whatever. But once you pass that threshold, forget about it. You are going for a ride, man. And I went for them rides, you know, like, I mean, almost every night I would get and I would go, man. I would go out and I wasn't scared at first. I would always see some scary stuff in the beginning, but but that would always go away and you go to other stuff. But like like uh, in the beginning, I didn't care. I wasn't afraid. But over the years, I became more and more afraid. And that's kind of why I, I think my subconscious has cut it off because I don't have too much of an issue with it now like I did then. But um, the, the fear wasn't from stuff I was really seeing. It's just me. Just like Cyrus was talking about, you know, just that that natural. <laughs> it's like, man, I don't understand none of this stuff, man. And the feelings and... Yeah, you talk about like I never heard anybody's like voice talking to me, but I don't know. I think one yeah, one time. See, I have all this stuff written down. I, I kept a journal. And like I was telling you, you know, I got that YouTube channel, you know, where I, I narrated my whole journal. So every I got I think I got like nine or ten uh snippets on there. Let's I, do a little let's how about a little plug there? What's the name of your YouTube channel? Uh it's a mri guy voiceover it's all okay. you know one word okay. and uh, yeah it's I, I get visitors every blue moon man <laughs> not too many people go going for a visit but it's yeah. uh it's it's all the experiences that i had and um trying to make sense of it all and but uh i felt touch i've i can't i've i've heard voices but I've I've learned that talking like talking is not really a thing like in that state. Everything's like mental. And it took me a while to understand that. But um yeah, man, it just it's So when you say when you say everything's mental, are we talking telepathy like in your mind, you can hear things in your mind or communicate you know, in your mind? That's what I've always heard. I can't say that I've ever heard a voice in my head, but I remember, and it's on my, my narration <laughs> one time. And I was like, you know, do I have a guide out there? You know, is there somebody? And this is all me thinking that, you know, and I remember one time I could have swore I heard a name. And I remember thinking to myself at that moment, don't forget that. Remember that name. And uh, I would immediately start writing everything as soon as I, 
woke up, you know, came to, and, and I wrote that down. So I must've heard it. (laughs) And you're saying that that was your guide, your guide's name. That's, that's what they said, but you know, but 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 see, that's what I mean. Cause I don't know, you know, I've been in a couple other situations where I, I asked somebody if they were my guide and, and I guess I heard it or it was in my head, but they were saying, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm your guide. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, that don't sound too convincing, does it? It it didn't to me. It sounded nefarious. (laughs) It sounded fake. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, that's what I mean, though, as far as like, I don't I don't know what to believe what I'm seeing. Is this real? You know, is this like somebody? I don't know. It's so confusing. I I think that um, for a lot of people, they they don't kind of get the link between the sleep paralysis experience and why are we talking about guides here with and we're talking oh. about spiritual guides yeah yeah i'm going all way off topic too i'm sorry about no that. no no you're not no, it's on topic it's, it's on topic <laughs> this is, and, and i think that part of what we want to do is to to bring more clarity to the sleep paralysis experience because it is all intertwined and linked with your spiritual guides with with other kinds of spiritual phenomena, with lucid dreaming, with astral projecting, with having dreams that come true, you know, with hearing and being told messages, with going to other galaxies and other planets. And there's the extraterrestrial bit as well that comes into sleep paralysis also, you know, and and going on journeys and being taken places. And it's all part of the sleep paralysis experience, you know. And oh, as yeah. you said, it's once you can get past that fair part, that's that's and and academically there is someone who talks Steiner who talks about the, the it being a gateway. There's a gateway that you've got to pass through and those and tunnels, man. And I, I'd like to hear about tunnels. Yeah, I've been through a bunch of tunnels, man. Tunnels, because and I would be so scared. I could, I would feel like my body was like in the fetal position because I'm so scared. And my stomach, you know, like when you're on a roller coaster and your stomach's like just going all. That's how I was feeling. I was petrified, but I also felt like somebody was holding me because I could feel like an arm around my waist. And I remember one time it was really tight. It was so tight, it was kind of uncomfortable. I don't want to say painful, but maybe kind of sort of. And I asked them, I was like, hey, this hurts, you know, can you, can you loosen up, you know? And they did. And we continued on. But wow. I couldn't see anybody. I just felt a presence. I knew it was there. I could feel the arm around me, you know? The tunnels were different colors. I mean, so fast. Just, just like you see, I see it all the time on like, uh, there's some like movie theater premiere where you like start out and you're going through this thing you know what i'm talking about yeah Yeah. and uh i remember the first time i saw that i was like man that's just like the the you know traveling man through uh you know astral projection or whatever it is you know but uh where did you go did the tunnels lead anywhere chris every every time yeah i think the the first time i remember going through something it was real dark it looked it looked like a laboratory and i saw like a body floating it was a dude and he was floating face down in the air he was naked and then i'm just like 
observing, <laughs> just like moving and observing. I don't see like no body or nothing. I just see like a camera, like a, a movie camera, like panning and, and viewing. And I see this chick and she has like a doll face. She's bald. I know this is all totally weird, man, but I'm, I'm cruising. It's just dark. So I'm cruising. I, I go past all that. And then I just see a dark circle with a light around it way off in the distance but I'm moving toward it really, really slow, really slow. And I'm just like relaxed. And I'm like, what is this? Where am I going? What am I about to see? No, I'm just concentrating on my breathing. And then my alarm starts going off. I can hear it because Pink Floyd, it's like my alarm. And I can hear Pink Floyd playing while I'm like going to it. I'm like, oh, hey, that's, that's my alarm. And I was back in my body. That, that, that noise. The first couple of like incidents like that, that, that I had, I always heard that noise mm. yeah. every time going or coming back. But later I stopped like hearing that. Um, another thing I noticed like that sleep paralysis when you're, when it's really kicking in, everything gets louder. So like your air conditioning unit, if you got a fan on, if you got like your TV yes. on or something, it gets twice as loud. Yeah. And that's when I just know just from my experiences, that's when I know it's like, okay, I'm going deep and I'm about to go, you know? But um, so whenever I would get that, I would, you know, I'd kind of snap back and and because I always fought it, man. Like early on, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't care. So I would just go. But later I would fight it, man. I was like, nah, <clears throat> I didn't want to do it. And I I still yeah. don't. What do you think it is, Chris? What do you think is happening? I think it's uh, I think it's something that's there for everybody. Um, I think maybe I'm just, I don't know, like more apt to, because like I said, it's not even something I have to try at, man. I try not to. And um, I guess I'm older now and my subconscious has kind of figured out a way to just go to sleep. <laughs> just sleep um it doesn't bother me a whole lot anymore but it's always there man i can close my eyes anytime and just start relaxing i see all that crap man the little dots and the waves of black every time always anytime i close my eyes so, so back go ahead um this is really really interesting because it's almost like what you're saying is is that there's this kind of parallel kind of universe or dimension that's going on around us all the time that you're able to tap into by closing your eyes and going to sleep. That's almost what you're, what you're kind of saying and um, what you're experiencing to us, you know? That's what Absolutely. it sounds like. Yeah, so totally. You, and, and at the beginning, you said that for you, this is a spiritual thing, which is interesting again, because you're saying that it's not an, a hallucination because... That's the common thing, isn't it? We yeah, we're it is all not, prisoners. In. It's it's real, man. It's uh it's just like my thought, me here right now talking, that's how I would be in that state. Wide yes. awake. Wide exactly. awake. But not I mean, it's man, there's so many weird instances yeah. if i start it's, going it's like you're gonna already hear me rambling <laughs> i just go every which way man because there's just so many different things and it all is coming back and 
Yeah. yeah, it's extremely hard to call it a hallucination, especially my experiences. There yeah. was no, there was no jump from reality to another in any sort of way. So it's like people were like, was it a hallucination? Like, man, I guess so, but it wasn't. It yeah. couldn't have been. You know, I didn't blink or anything. So it, it's crazy. And back to that, that sound that you said that you were being like when you heard your alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know about a term called like the spirit molecule and DMT. Correct. There we go. DMT. This kind of (laughs) is released in our brain when we're born, when we're, when we die and when we fall asleep. So if you kind of take those three together, it's almost like when our spirits are separating or entering our body, this DMT is being released. So when you're hearing that sound, is that the sound of the, of you, Oh, you got to return back to your body, you know, and it's, I don't know, man, portal type stuff going on. It's just like, Oh, my body's trying to wake up, but my spirit isn't in my temple yet. Yeah. And your spirit is really your thought. A thought is your spirit and your thought can be separated from your body. Totally, man. Crazy. (laughs) You know that you're talking about DMT. uh, I'm an MRI tech of like, for real, I, I do voiceover <laughs> like for pretend, but uh, I'm an MRI tech. And man, every time I scan somebody's brain, first thing I look at is that pineal gland. Oh, yeah. that's where the DMT, you know, is secreted from. And it's right in the center of your brain. It is right smack dab in the center, man. Yes, and perfectly. I compare because some people's are really big. Some people's are really small. Some people's are calcified. Um, whenever I see a really big one. I'll ask the patient afterwards, like, hey, I said, do you have really vivid dreams? Yes. As a matter of fact, I do <laughs> every time, man, when they got that big old pineal gland, man. Just, just something I've noticed, man, yes. over, over the years. And so we can fact check this, but they're saying that fluoride is not good for your pineal gland and it calcifies it. And there's fluoride in our tap water. So I feel like calcifying your pineal gland really limits your opportunity to have spiritual experiences or connect to the spirit world or a God. As you were saying, you just proved my point. If you have a big pineal gland, I bet you they have more spiritual experiences. I bet you they're in the spirit world some kind of way through their dreams or paranormal activity happening to them. So if you have a your pineal gland calcified, then your ability to connect with higher truths or this spirit world or a God is limited. So then you can add the conspiracy that don't drink the water. Yeah. Don't man. drink the water. Hey, there's fluoride in a lot of stuff, probably more than we know, you know? Yeah. It's, and they tell us it's good for our teeth, you yeah. know, it's good for this, that, and the other. You remember but that? They used to give it to us and when we were kids. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you, they did it when I was a kid in school. They come by with that big old, it was like a bucket or like not a bucket, but it was like a big old jar or something. And they'd squirt a little bit into a little Dixie cup, and everybody had to come up and, and swish it around and you know, spit it out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's in the name of health, but hey, I'm, I'm open to listening to that conspiracy because naturally, water doesn't really have fluoride in it so man is coming in to interfere how we are naturally supposed to be drinking water 
So, hey, I'm I as crazy the things that go on in this world. True. So many higher powers that understand higher intelligence and influences in this world that go beyond our understanding. So here we are, yeah, just drinking yeah. water with fluoride in it because it's good for us, and really, it's limiting our ability as humanity to connect with the spiritual side of ourselves. Yeah, I, I want to see Bill yeah. Gates' pineal gland. Shoot, I don't know. <laughs> because he might, I, mean, I think I think he, those really smart guys are kind of agnostic. And so I don't well, know, I don't know man. I think those dudes, they probably know more about this stuff than we do. That's oh, I'm I sure. Think. I'm sure they you do. You know what I mean? But like they're the so whole... smart. Well, like I bet you they've all tapped built... into this stuff already. They probably know all kinds of, it's, and they don't want us to know. <laughs> so, hey, put fluoride in the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for them personally, but nah, I'm just, I'm just talking. Yeah, smack. from what I've seen by the really smart people, they're almost don't believe in God because they are more like, I have yeah. the answer. I can yeah. discover any answer. I don't have to rely on this higher power to, as a source to get understanding. So they are their own source of intelligence and wisdom here on earth. That's not everybody. I'm just saying. How that I've was been. me, dude. I'm, I'm I've, I've, I've been, I was raised a Christian big time, dude. My parents are, man, they are super strict, diehard, like Baptist religious. And I was raised on that, man. And, as I got older and, you know, started getting into like heavy metal and stuff, <laughs> and I, just, I, went I, south, I went south of heaven and I was just, you know, I was a bad kid, man. And, and, and I've, I've been agnostic most of my life. Even when I was having these experiences and stuff, I wasn't, I wasn't religious at all. And then, you know what? What's his name? Alec, Alan Kardec. Was that the, that the, book? The spirits, the spirit book. When you posted that, yeah, I, got, um, I went and got that book and I read it. Oh, well, it that's really me, good. And it brought me back. It brought wow. me back to believing what's, in what's God. What's the book called again? The Spirits Book. The Spirits Book. By Alan Kardec. Yeah. And I'm talking just recent, man. That was, what, a couple of months ago, several months ago, <laughs> something like that? That's how recent. Yeah. It, it affected me a lot. Um, wow. I showed it to my dad. And like I said, he, he he's old school Baptist religion, man. He ain't trying to hear about nobody talking to no spirit, you know. He's yeah. still reading. He's still reading it. He, he oh, loves he's reading it. it. Yeah, he totally got into it. Yeah. Wow, that's so powerful. Chris. Everything made sense. I mean, yeah. Everything yeah, made yeah. sense. I, I couldn't mean, deny it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. made perfect sense, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very, and that's encouragement for me because I send out the posts. So it's good to know that it's having that kind of impact. It got me. The, the post sent out. That's really it brought me really back. Good. Brought me back. <laughs> turn my shirt inside out. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so is there anything else that we want to ask Cyrus whilst we've got um, Chris with us? Um, I think maybe one more question would be, and I had this for myself too. I tried to figure it out when you're saying that it was maybe having, happening twice a year at one point when you were younger. What correlation could you find 
that sparked those episodes. And I can't find it either. And when I study it, it might be just lack of a sleep cycle. Usually sleep paralysis happens when people take naps. Were you were you off schedule in your sleep? Maybe that those twice. What was going on those two times for it to happen? Because it rarely happens and you can't make connections as to why is this happening? Yeah. You know, man, I don't know, but I can say I, I got my sleep habits are just crazy because I'm, I'm I sleep maybe like four to six hours a night. That's it. I don't like being asleep. Um, Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of it had to do with that sleep paralysis, man. Ever since I was a kid, I've, I've always been the first one to wake up. You know, I'm, I'd be out with the with the guys drinking. You know, and all messed up, man, on drugs and alcohol. Shit, man, I'm up at 6 a.m. <laughs> I'll be up at 6 a.m. They're all still passed out, man. I'm up, man. I don't want to be asleep. And, um, yeah, and, and even now, I always wake up in the middle of the night, and that's when it's the worst. That's when you really got to watch out, man. When you wake up at, like, 2 a.m., and you're, like, half in, half out. Man, as soon as I close my eyes, man, <laughs> it's just the black smoke, man, that that feeling, all of the like colors and the dots and everything, man. It's just like that's like the prime time to like if, if you want to do it, you know, I, I chicken out every time, even to this day, I every agree. time. So if, I guess, you, if you put, sorry, Cyrus. I, maybe um, you're going to ask that question. Go ahead. Well, I just wondered, Chris, if you could not have this experience if it could be taken away from you would you like it to be gone absolutely not exactly that's something and i'm it's such a, a scaredy baby. cat it's i have gift. the opportunities to go and i'm like okay i'll go i'll go and as soon as you get to that threshold okay never mind never mind, never mind. i'm back man I, every time every time and um it is it's just i don't know man it's just something about being out there alone <laughs> it just scares the yeah. you know what out of me. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it away either. And so far everyone we've asked is saying we it's terrifying, but I'm glad it happened to me. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely glad it happened to me, but I know exactly that point you're talking about because you can just relax and go with it. And it's like, man, it's one of the hardest feelings. Like it's the most fearful thing. And it's like, no, no way. It's almost just like falling off backwards somewhere blindfolded and just trust the process. Like, no, thank you. And that's just it. Once you cross that threshold, you just got to go with it, man, because there's nothing you can do. You just have to go with it. So you can go with it being petrified and, and freaking out. And and I, I, I wouldn't recommend that. You know, I've always been able to calm myself down. And um, I kind of feel like especially when you first come out, I, I feel like you're in a lower realm. So you're going to there. You're around a lot of other stuff, man, and especially your thoughts, your subconscious. So if you're thinking bad stuff, you know, you're, you're going to see bad stuff. But once you realize it's just stuff, it's not real. And then you move on, you move on to other things. That's usually when them tunnels start popping up. So, yeah. And DMT is like a drug and just like, you know, other drugs, your attitude going into that drug really affects your experience, whether it's yeah. alcohol or you're shrooming or whatever drugs is. If you're an anxious and scared person and you 
drink alcohol, you're more anxious. It's more terrifying. If you, you know, if you have some type of experience with uh, smoking marijuana you're, and you're paranoid, sober, and you smoke marijuana, then it's like I'm so much more paranoid. So the people who are mastering it are people who are at ease and at peace with themselves and sleep paralysis. And they're like, you know, like I can do this. I know what this is. And so when it happens, they, their experience is positive with sleep paralysis. Yeah. I envy them. Master their emotion and mind in those moments, which is difficult. And it's such a simple thing. Just like, just just relax. (laughs) Just don't be scared. And that's really all you got to do. But, here I am. I'm sitting here talking <laughs> like, hey, that's all you got to do. I can't even do it. <laughs> so so don't listen to me anyway. Yeah, it does, it does sound like an easy thing to do. But, yeah, it is so difficult just to not be scared to to just relax and just to go with it. But I think over time you get more experienced at doing that, you know, and it becomes easier. Great. Okay. Is there anything else? Oh man, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I've already taken too much of your time. So I'd be rambling, boy. I'd be rambling, man. Oh, no, we want to hear it. We, we, we appreciate it. Oh, hey, man, I appreciate and y'all he- having me. I'll be looking out for that movie. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can make uh, Sleep Paralysis a household name. Yeah. We're all talking about it because my fans are from Indonesia, Malaysia, the folklore, and all these other third world countries this is a phenomenon how is this not talked about i find it as a gift and so now i can make it big for yeah the world so i'm glad it happened to me i'm (laughs) I'm glad you're doing it man show enough appreciate it i mean do you think though that there is a stigma about the the experience chris and that you know i think there is to people that know about it it seems like there's so many people that don't even have a clue, you yeah. know, because, I mean, it's definitely not something you want to bring up, you know, in the cafeteria, you know, a, you know, lunch break or something, you know, because exactly. <laughs> hey, I learned very, that in those early taboo. communities. Yeah, that you, I went you can't to go said, around telling people you, no. you're hearing voices and you have demonic experiences, especially when it's happening <laughs> as a teenager, because this was happening to me when in my teenage years, I told nobody. Right. Who, who could I tell? You guys are just going to say I'm crazy. And so it does happen to less than 20% of the population, I believe. That's the statistic. But to me, I think people don't know to type in sleep paralysis in Google because I didn't hear that term until I learned about it in college. So yeah. really what people are t- uh, typing in, and you said it yourself, frozen while you're asleep. Yeah. That's like a right. that's a more popular term that people are trying to explain what happened to me. I just, I woke up and I was frozen in my sleep, yeah. but really you weren't cold. You're not explaining it right. Yeah, so it was a witch sitting on my chest. You know, I've, I've heard all the different analogies and stuff. Oh yeah. But Hey Cyrus, do you still get them? Nope. I have not glad to say I've not had an experience since I became a Christian. Oh wow. Since I became a Christian, they stopped. So yeah, after I cleared up the, the sin and repented and got all, that subconscious stuff, all the wrong I was doing and ignoring in my life, I'll gladly talk about it with anybody to help them with their, you know, we're, this is what the point of this podcast is to approach this spiritual answers and whether it's medicine and sleep hygiene and things like that. So I'm not here to push that religion is the only way to get rid of your sleep process, but it is a way that helped me. And, uh, 
it's helped a lot of people too. That book, Sheila, it touches on that. Yeah. There's a yeah. little bitty section in there that, that that spirit talks about that. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. So mm -hmm. I think I think anybody that want that's interested and, and wants to read the book, it's available on Amazon as well, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Alan Deck, the spirit, the spirit book. Great book. Good. Great book. Great. Well, thanks again, Chris. This has been wonderful. Yeah, been man. Thanks for having me, folks. For real. This has oh, been, been great. A pleasure. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. It really, really has. Same here. All right, great. then. Thank you. Um, so we're nice going to... You. you too, Cyrus and Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again. And so we'll say goodbye. Thank you, Chris. Adios, folks. Thank you for episode three, everybody. See you later. <laughs>